So we had a great trunk or treat last Sunday. Oh man, it was awesome. We, so we had, we think it's fairly accurate count. We had about 1,200 people that, that came and uh, about 100 volunteers from Fur Road that helped. So that is awesome. You guys are awesome. It was so, uh, so many things going on, so many different pieces to the puzzle. And so with that many people, there's a lot of organization that took place. And so thank you guys for being a part of that. It's good stuff, right? Uh, yes. So, yeah, we look, look forward to kind of following up on some of the information we have with people. And, and so it was a great day. We're going to show a video highlighting some things a little bit later. So, but I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you. It was so awesome. So I, I'm excited uh, to start a, a little a short two-week series called The Big Decision. And every day you guys make decisions, you, some really big decisions, some small decisions. For some of you, it's, it's hard to decide what you're going to wear each day, right? That feels like a really big decision. And you, you look at your closet and it's like, there is nothing to wear in this closet, right? Anybody feel like, yeah. So that, it, it's, the, the, it's real, right? So, um, you know, Holly and I right now, we just have two people in the house, and so every day it seems like we we ask, what are we going to have for supper tonight? And it's different cooking for two people than for four people, right? Those of you who have kind of gone through this process, it's just, it's harder for some reason. And so we always kind of struggle with that. What are we going to have for supper? Um, but there are little decisions, there are big decisions. Uh, you guys have had to make some big decisions in your life. My son Caleb uh, right now is in the process of making a a really big decision about where he will work when he graduates in May uh, from Iowa State with his master's degree. And, and he's been interviewing with companies for the last few weeks, and uh, he's been blessed to have four companies say, we want you to come work for us. So, so he is right now praying about, and, and they're in different locations, uh, let's see, Minneapolis, Des Moines, Kansas City, and Seattle. So, you know, we're voting not Seattle, but... but <laughs> That one's Amazon out there, uh, but that seems like a long ways away. So I, I've told him that actually, you know, it doesn't really matter where you work as long as you take care of me someday. That's the, <laughs> that's the most important thing, right? Just, yeah, just do that, son, please. Um, so let me ask you guys, what are some of the biggest decisions you've made in your life other than to, the decision to follow Christ if you're a Christian? Just shout them out. What are some of your big decisions? Who you're gonna marry, right? Yeah, big decision. We go back to school as an adult. Very big. Yeah. Anybody else? When you're gonna have kids. Yeah. Yep. And some of if you haven't had kids, some of you young couples, then the grandparents are like, "When are you gonna have kids?" Right? <laughs> it's time. Come on. Okay, yeah, sometimes, you know, where you're going to live and, and what that's going to look like. Yeah, definitely. Other decisions, big decisions you guys have made. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a hard, hard decision. Yeah, for sure. Anybody else? Oh, starting a business. Yeah, that's a huge decision because there's a lot of unknowns. You know, is it going to make it? Is is it going to fail? Um, so, yeah, you guys have made some big decisions. Have you ever made any big decisions that turned out to be not a very good decision? You thought maybe it was going to be. Uh, I was going to tell you about one time uh, uh, when we lived in Iowa City. I was in campus ministry, and I wanted a truck. And 
we didn't really have much money at that point in our lives. And so uh, for some reason, I had to go to Cedar Rapids, which was about 30 miles north of Iowa City. And while I was in Cedar Rapids, I stopped at a used car place, and they had a truck there that ran for $1,000. I'm like, oh, man, this is awesome. Uh, and this was before cell phone times, and, and so the guy did a really good job of, you know, saying, hey, you know, this is probably I mean, not going to be here tomorrow. You know, this is such a good deal. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's probably not going to be. And it, and it was brown and rusty and ugly. And, and so um, I bought it. I, I mean, the, without Holly knowing about it. And yeah, it was not a good decision. It really was, especially at that time in our life. And, and, and so we went and got the truck. And um, I'm pretty sure Holly never sat in that truck one time. <laughs> She, you know, it, and it, I think it lasted may, maybe six months tops before it died and it was completely gone. Um, so that was not a, a wise decision. I would not recommend that to young couples. And especially now that you have cell phones, talk about it first, okay? So all of us have made some, some bad decisions along the way. Um, but we're going to be talking about a decision over the next two weeks that I can 100% guarantee will be the best decision that you ever make because it is an eternal decision, and that is the decision to follow Jesus and be baptized. And I've had the, the privilege of being part of many people making this decision over the years, and, and it gets me excited every time because it's just so awesome. And, and, and so we're going to talk about kind of this process of becoming a follower of Jesus, what, what is involved in that process, and how the culmination of that process is baptism, and um, you know, the danger in talking about what is involved in becoming, becoming a Christian is it, it might almost start to feel like a, a formula that you're going through and, and, uh, or a math equation. And, and, and I don't ever want to reduce becoming a Christian to just a, a magic little formula. Okay, it's not a math equation. It's not a, a ritual thing that you do to become part of the club. In fact, there's kind of a, a mysterious element to becoming a follower of Jesus. And, and, and we'll never completely understand how it works. Um, but the Bible makes it clear that, that we're, we're saved, first of all, because of God's grace. Okay, we, we have to never forget that. It's, it's because of God's grace that, that we are saved. Um, but it is a beautiful process to see a life changed from walking without Christ to walking with Christ. It's, it's a beautiful thing to have this assurance that you are going to be ultimately spending eternity with your Heavenly Father. And so for some of you, the next two weeks are going to kind of be a reminder uh, of, of this process, what, what you've already gone through, and maybe uh, a reminder of what an awesome thing it is to be a follower of Jesus. Um, who knows, maybe somebody here uh, will feel a tugging on their heart these next two weeks, and, and uh, they'll decide for the very first time that they're ready to follow Jesus or uh, uh, to be baptized. And so what a wonderful thing that would be. So there's, there's five different areas that we're going to kind of look at, they, with the last one being baptism. And we're going to focus on the first four this week and then talk about the kind of the culmination of that decision next week um, and talk about baptism. So the five areas are hearing, believing, repenting, confessing, and being baptized.
Okay, now something to keep in mind anytime you're studying the Bible is to not just take one verse here and there and pick that out and run with it. You always need to, to remember to combine everything that is said, uh, take the context into account, and, and then kind of go from there. And so, for example, in the, in the backdrop of following Christ, if you just took a verse here and there, it would almost seem like there's several different ways that you can be saved. Um, but when you put them all together, you see that they're just kind of different aspects or pieces of becoming a Christ follower. So uh, let's talk about that. Becoming a Christ follower, it's on the back of your bulletins if you want to follow along. The first aspect we're going to talk about this morning is to hear about Jesus. You can't respond to Jesus if you don't ever hear about him. Okay? And, and so let's look at Romans 10, or f- verse 14 through 17. And, and we have several scriptures to look at this morning, but I think it's really important to just show that this is coming directly from God's word but Romans 10 14 through 17 says how then can they call on the one they have not believed in and how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard and how can they hear without someone preaching to them and how can they preach unless that they are sent as it is written how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news but not all the Israelites accepted the good news for Isaiah said Lord who has believed our message Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. Okay, faith comes from hearing the message. There are a lot of ways you can hear about Jesus. The the most common way is that you hear about Jesus from your family. Uh, Parents try to pass down their faith to their children, and that's probably uh, the way that a lot of you heard about Jesus for the first time. You can also learn about Jesus, you know, just from reading the Bible. That many people have become followers of Christ simply by reading the Bible and responding to what it says. You can hear about Jesus from a friend. You can hear about Jesus at church. You can read about him on the internet. Uh, you can hear it on the radio. You know, one of the effective tools for a lot of years was the, you know, they would set up radio stations close to the border of closed countries, and then they would have Christian shows that would um, play into those countries, and people would hear about Jesus. Uh, one of the neat things now that a lot of ministries are doing like good news productions is they they spread through the word through like apps on the phone and so people can download the app and then they can you know read about jesus or right there on their phones and so there there's a lot of neat ways that people hear about jesus today probably you know more opportunities than ever before so when you think about like everyday things you know, there's news that, the, the big news, and it spreads really fast. Okay, the, the, this question gets asked a lot, you know, did, did you hear about so-and-so, or did you, did you hear about this thing that happened, and, and you want to make sure everyone knows about the things that are going on, and, and word spreads quickly, sometimes that little word gossip kind of creeps into it too, but, but um, you know, th- word spreads fast. Okay, I, I've heard a lot of stories about those of you who, grew up in Smithfield just down the road that um, everybody knew kind of what was going on with everybody and so for kids you had to be careful about what you did because word would get home really quickly if you did something wrong is that right you Smithfield okay yeah I'm seeing some heads nod yes so just word spreads quickly Um, we need the word of Jesus to spread quickly as well okay that the world needs to hear about Jesus. So, so for those who are already followers of Jesus, we need to make sure that those around us have the chance to hear about Jesus. Okay, it's really important. That's our job. 
And so that's the first aspect of being a follower of Jesus, is to hear the word. Next aspect is to believe, okay? You hear about Jesus, and then you kind of, you have to process it. For some people, it's processed very quickly. For some people, it's over a long period of time. But eventually, you have to decide, do, okay, do I, do I believe this stuff that I've heard? Okay, do I believe in the God of the Bible? Do I buy into this Jesus stuff? You know, a, a child eventually has to decide for themselves, do I believe what my parents have taught me? Okay, it has to be their own decision. And, and everybody has to decide, okay, do, do I believe what I've heard? And this part of the process, it, it, yeah, like I said, it can take just a short amount of time for some people. For some people, it takes years of just seeds being planted before they decide. But eventually, you have to come to a point where you say, yeah, I believe this Christian stuff. Mark, Mark 16, 16 says, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And so you can see that a belief is essential. And the baptism part of the verse we're going to focus on next week but the belief that we're talking about is kind of the inward part where your heart and your, your minds come together. Okay, it's like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. We're going to go with this. And it doesn't mean you have it all figured out, right? It doesn't mean you, you understand everything. It doesn't mean you don't have questions. It simply means I'm ready to take this step of faith and say, I, I believe it's real. There is a God. It's the God of the Bible. And, and, and Jesus is, is God's son. He died for me and rose again. I, I want him as my Savior. And it takes faith, right? There's a step of faith. There's always going to be a step of faith. Um, this is where Hebrews 11.1 1 comes into play. It says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Um, I like how the message version puts it. It says, the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. Okay, belief in God, it's having trust in your, that your faith is the foundation that makes everything worth living. And so it, it starts with belief. Uh, in Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas, at that point they were going to different cities and telling people about Jesus, and they were in this one city, and, and they were arrested, and they were beaten, and they were thrown into prison. And uh, so they're in prison, they're in chains, and they start telling people about Jesus, and they, they start singing hymns and, and, and worshiping God. And you guys remember this story when about midnight, all of a sudden there's an earthquake, and, and the ground is shaking, and, and uh, everything, their chains shake, and it shakes them right off, and the doors open to the prison. And, and so not only did it shake off Paul and Silas's chains, it shook off all the prisoners' chains in the prison. And so the 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 prisoner the guard sees this the jailer and he thinks oh no everybody's left i'm going to kill myself because that's what they're going to do and so he gets ready to kill himself and paul's like no wait we're all here we're all here and and, and it's an amazing story let me read a little bit of it in Acts 16 29 through 33 the jailer called for lights rushed in and fell trembling before paul and silas he then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in this house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his family were baptized. Okay, belief in Jesus is at the heart of being a follower of Jesus. If you don't believe in Jesus, 
None of th- nothing else really matters. Okay, without belief, being baptized it is just being dunked under water. Okay, so belief is at the core here. And then the next important aspect of becoming a follower of Christ is called repentance. Okay, to truly follow Jesus, you must repent. And so what, what, what does that mean? Well, this is this very important realization that you are a sinner and that there are consequences to your sins. Okay, your sin has separated you from God. And the consequences of being separated from God is that without Christ, you will live separated from God for all eternity in a very real place called hell. Okay, we don't like to talk about that very much anymore, but it's a, the Bible speaks of a real place called hell. And, and the gap is so huge between us and God that we could never cross it on our own. There is nothing we can do. We can't be a good enough person to bridge that gap. The world record for the long jump is 29 feet, four and a quarter inches by a a guy named Mike Powell, and it was in 1991, he set that record. He broke a record set by Bob Beeman in the 1968 Olympics of 29 feet, two and a quarter inches. So he broke it by two inches. So that record has been broken only twice in the last 50 years. You know, you think about different records, like swimming records. There's, every time there's somebody setting a world record, every Olympics or whatever. This record has, has hardly ever been broken. So... You see these cones up here? So if this is where he started the jump, he jumped from here all the way in the air now, okay? This is one jump to this cone. Can you imagine? Anybody want to think they can do that? Man, when I, I marked that out, I thought, there is no way. That guy's like Superman flying through the air. And you can see why that's rarely been broken because of how far that he jumped. But I was thinking about that, guys. You think about that gap, and you think, man, that is impossible. The gap between us and God because of sin, it would be like the Grand Canyon, you know, jumping across the Grand Canyon. And you think, this is impossible. Think about how impossible that would be. That's how big it is. Luke 13, 3, Jesus, he's speaking when he says, but unless you repent, you too will perish. Okay, without that repentance, we'll perish. And, you know, we're all going to die physically uh, unless Jesus comes back first, 100%, right? You think about history, everybody that lived, 100% of the time. There's old Methuselah in the Old Testament, lived 969 years, but he died eventually. My grandma, uh, next, in a couple weeks, we're going to go up to Iowa to celebrate her 100th birthday. And, you know, she is, she's going to die pretty soon. Within, you know, it can't be too long, right? She's 100. But she is so ready for that time. She's so ready. She can't understand why she's, she's not with Jesus yet. But she is ready to be with Jesus. Because there's a, a physical death. But, but if you have not bridged that gap... There is a spiritual death as well. And my grandma doesn't have to face that spiritual death because she has accepted Jesus as her Savior a long time ago. And so so she's ready. But with repentance, you you realize that that you're a sinner and, 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 and 
you're ready. God, please forgive me. You're asking God to forgive your sins. And, and then the, the last aspect of that, that repentance, of that forgiveness is saying, I, I want to make a commitment to, to turning around and going the other direction. I've been going this way. I, I, I need to go the other way. That's what repentance means. It's turning around, going the other direction. One time there was a, the, an armed robber named Dennis Lee Curtis who was arrested in Rapid City, South Dakota. And he, he apparently had some kind of scruples about his thievery. So in his wallet, the police found a sheet of paper, and he's kind of written down his code of stealing. And so here it is. Number one, I will not kill anyone unless I have to. Okay, that's good of him. Number two, I will take cash and food stamps, no checks. Okay, number three, I will rob only at night. Number four, I will not wear a mask. Uh, number five, I will not rob mini marts or 7-Eleven stores. I don't know. Casey's watch out, I guess. But uh, number six, if I get chased by cops on foot, I will get away. If chased by vehicle, I will not put the lives of innocent civilians on the line. Okay, well, big guy, huh? Uh, number seven, I will rob only seven months out of the year. <laughs> the other five months, he's he's good. And number eight, I will enjoy robbing from the rich to give to the poor. Okay, so in his mind, this guy came up. This was kind of his list. It's okay because he's doing these things. Uh, he had his own sense of morality, but it was flawed. When he stood before the court, he was not judged by his own standards he had set, right? He was judged by the, the court standards, and he was found guilty. Um, he had tried to justify his crimes. Repentance is saying, I, I realize I am a sinner. I want to give my sins over to God, okay? And, and God is taking those. doesn't mean you'll never sin again. But like I said, now you're ready to head in the right direction. The repentance is saying sorry to God and, and meaning it. A lot of times we, we tell kids, you need to say sorry, and they say sorry, and they don't really mean it, right? Um, but this is you know, your true repentance to God. And then the last aspect that we're going to touch on today, it's, it's this, in this kind of process of becoming a Christ follower, follower it's called confession. Okay, you need to confess. This is... This isn't the kind of confession where you kind of make a list of sins and confess them to God. This is a, a public confession of who Jesus is to you. It's saying that, that I believe that Jesus is who he said he was. I believe he died on the cross for my sins. He died for me, and, and I want him as my Lord and Savior. It's a public acknowledgement of, of Christ. And you're saying that you accept him as your Lord and Savior. Romans 10, 9, and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Okay, it's a statement that you're making to the world that you want Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Okay, the, you're not ashamed of being a follower of Jesus. It's, it's, it's an incredible thing. To get to this point, to say, I'm ready to do this. In Matthew 10, 32 and 33, it says, Therefore, everyone who confesses me before men, I will also confess him before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny him before my Father who is in heaven. Okay, Jesus is basically saying, if you are willing to acknowledge me before others, I will acknowledge you before God in heaven. Jesus is saying, this is a serious decision. This is the biggest decision that you'll ever make in your life confessing that jesus is lord 
So this morning we've talked about hearing, believing, repenting, confessing. Next week we'll, we'll talk all about the decision to be baptized. And, and this decision is huge. For many people through the years, this decision has, has cost them their lives, right? We, earlier we prayed for the persecuted church, and for many people that, it's saying, I understand what this might mean. I might die for this. And do you think they didn't weigh that, think about that? Or took, do you think they took that lightly? No. But they also knew that this world is temporary and eternity is forever. And then the culmination of that decision to follow Jesus and, and the springboard into living a life for him it is baptism. And you can be baptized any day of the week or any time of day, at night, wherever there's plenty of water. But we're hoping to have a special day next Sunday where somebody or a lot of somebodies decide that they're ready for that decision. Okay, and, and we'll talk all about baptism, like I said, next week. But, but I'm excited that we received uh, new t-shirts this week that we just came up with and Jordan kind of helped design. But they say, made new. And then in the E there, it's uh, therefore in Christ, the old has come, the new has gone. It has our logo on the back. And so when anybody that's baptized now, they'll be baptized in one of these shirts and then you get to keep the shirt. And, and so... Yeah, but you can't get baptized just because you want a t-shirt, right? Okay. <laughs> but uh, we just thought that'd be kind of a neat way to, to remember that day and that decision. Um, yeah, it's that verse is 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. Pretty cool. Um, now, one situation I wanted to mention today is there are a lot of adults who are from church backgrounds in which they were sprinkled as infants. And that, that's kind of, I would say, similar to our baby dedication that we do, and we're going to have that in a couple of weeks. Uh, we'll talk about this more next week, but we feel like the biblical model um, that we have is that baptisms were done by full immersion underwater by those making their, their own decision to follow Christ. And so some of you might be in that situation where you uh, are ready to, to be baptized as your own decision to follow Christ. Maybe some of you uh, gave your life to Christ a long time ago, but didn't follow that up with baptism. And, and, and so maybe that's your situation. Um, maybe you have never given your life to Christ and been baptized. And so if you have questions at all about baptism, I, I'm going to just kind of hang out by the Next Steps room today uh, afterwards. Um, love to talk to you this week. Talk to somebody. But this is a big decision. It's the big one, really. It's the, the biggest decision you'll ever make. The angels in heaven are waiting for a party for the next person who decides to, to say yes to Jesus and be baptized. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's you. Let's pray. Father, it blows my mind to think about that the love that you have for us to say, yeah, you've separated yourself kind of like from one side of the Grand Canyon to the other from God. But I love you so much that here's what I'm going to do for you. We can't, we can't even fathom that love, Lord, of, of what Jesus did to empty himself 
to come to this earth to die for our sins. Lord, if there's anybody kind of struggling with the decision, I pray that you'll just, um, just move in their hearts because we know this is the biggest and best decision any could, anybody could ever make. We know the angels in heaven are ready to celebrate, Lord. We love you so much. It's in your name we pray. Amen.